ladies. Hello! <laughs> Welcome to Podcasting is Forbidden in the Cloud Recesses, the only lesbian-hosted podcast about Demon Sage Teacher. I'm Roy, I'm failing no simp September, I don't know about you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, with this chapter, I think I might be. And I'm Fallon, <laughs> aka the face platform heel turn. <laughs> and we're, we're here with a big juicy chapter full of jiggy angst. Yeah, full of jiggy influencer voice, but we'll get to that when we get to- <laughs> Wow, it's, it's truly a sight to behold. It's powerful. Uh, we've, we've finally made it, folks. It's chapter 48. It's the chapter that cursed my dick. <laughs> the chapter that ruined my life. Um, but before we get into the actual chapter, we did have some QQ episodes. We did have some QQ episodes. I think I only saw the one in class, well, there was, right? There was there was in class, and there was also the soul soothing one or whatever that one was called. I don't think I've seen that one. No, you saw it because you watched it with me. It was the one where uh, Wei Ying is playing a funny flute song, and it makes everybody act the opposite of how they oh, usually yeah. act. That's great! It a was little, a really good one. fun classic trick. The fun classic cartoon trick of jokes. It was very fucking good. I want a part two of it. It was good. It was full of jokes. It was I, full of jokes. I really like what they're doing with QQ so far, man. <laughs> it's really Really good. enjoying this content. <laughs> I really- I would suggest anybody, anybody to watch it. on. They, they put them out on YouTube, so yeah. you can watch them 100% legitimately. It's just Looney Tunes. It's definitely just Modal Looney Tunes. It's, it's Modo finally living up to its Looney Tunes ass uh, themes. I know he ate a chicken. I know he ate a chicken, Ray. I know he ate a pheasant. No, he ate a pheasant. <laughs> it rules. QQ rules. QQ rules. We had QQ, or we had Soul Soothing, where he play a funny song. I want, so we got to see, we got to see uh, Mirror Universe Jin Zichuan. We got to see, got to see Mirror Universe Lan Shi Ren. We got to see, he tried to, oh yeah, we got to see Mirror Universe Hwai Song. Uh, we really, t- he tried to see Mirror Universe uh, launch on, but he that's never gonna was happen. too smart and quick for it. Oh yeah, his brain is too He deflected it. His brain is made out of pure steel. Um, yeah, he's he's got a he's got a steel trap for an entire body as well as a steel trap for a brain. Yep. He's an inception of steel traps. <laughs> he's, he's essentially a robot. Be- essentially. Essentially. Uh, so that was fun. I really hope there's a part two because I want to see, uh, I want to see Opposite Day John Cheng. I want to see oh Opposite Day Lan Chi Chen. I want to see Opposite Day as many people as possible. It's funny Absolutely. It's funny jokes. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one was In Class, which I don't remember quite as well, but I do remember it was basically just a compilation. It was, it was, it was weighing making trouble in class cringe compilation. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he made trouble as he does. Not quite as notable, but still worth a watch. Yeah, his punishment was having to be in class more instead of getting kicked out like he had wanted. So the joke was on him, actually. Yeah, he he tried to work for a certain outcome, but they anticipated that outcome. You know what? So he shit out of luck. Yep. He's supported by their rules, baby. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes you look in the mirror and the clown nose is on you. That's true. I don't know what to tell you. So, but that's what we had for QQ. I th- there might have been another episode, but we are behind and oops. Oops. But we also have a very big chapter again. We do. It's almost 20 pages. It's a big old chapter. We have chapter 48. It is Guile Part 3. 
Wheel part three. Uh, so Wei Wishan is still being a piece of paper in Jin Guangyou's secret torture room. Mm-hmm. And he's just found Ni Mingjue's severed head. Uh, and it's all fucked up and it's got on a helmet and there's like a talisman slapped onto it. So presumably that's to keep it chill, but that doesn't work. And the mad vibes, his anger energy is so intense that anger is the color of your energy. That Anger Wish- is the color of your energy. <laughs> Wei Wishan basically gets drawn into its, like, brainwave field, and next thing he knows, he's essentially beyond his control doing empathy on all NMJ. So he's in his memory body, just like he had been with Aching. And uh, NMJ's memories start right when he's killed Wenshu, which is Wen Rohan's older son, who we never see. Um, we go through, like, NMJ first hearing about a, a soldier of his named Meng Yao, who's being a very good boy and clearing civilians out of battlefields. Um, so the first time that they actually meet, uh, we learn about how Meng Yao is uh, Jin Guangyou's original name and how he's the son of uh, Jin Guangshan via a sex worker named Meng Shi. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to refer to Jiggy as Meng Yao for the rest of the summary because that's how he's referred to in these chapters. So people who are only listening to the summaries, there you go. Um we also learn that Meng Yao had tried to meet Jin Guangshan, but it happened to be during Jin Zixuan's birthday party. So Jigis kicked him down the stairs and told him to fuck off because he's a horrible man. So Meng Yao went off and joined the Nia army. Um, anyway, due to all of his or due to his origins, all of the other soldiers are in a cave talking shit about Meng Yao, and uh, Ming Zhe overhears this. He goes and tells them they ain't shit. Stands Meng Yao publicly and brings little baby Meng Yao kind of like under his wing. He says, you're my special boy now. Um, and eventually he makes Meng Yao his deputy. And Meng Yao does a really good job of it. And they get pretty close, which is very rare because as we learn a little bit later in the chapter, uh, NMJ has no friends that aren't Lan Chen or his brother. So <laughs> um, speaking of Lan Chen, he shows up one day to say hi and go over war stuff because it's the Sunshot campaign. And, you know. You know. And NMJ finds out that he and Meng Yao, like, met once, but they don't really say how. But um, this is where NMJ overhears Meng Yao telling Wan Chi Chen, yeah, I'd still like to meet my dad, but I can't because I'm 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 a kept boy now. <laughs> <laughs> and NMJ says, I got this. I'm going to write you a letter of recommendation. Go get your life, King. Um, so he sends him off the next day, and he's going to go get his life, presumably. Um, a little while later, NMJ is in Langya, and he's helping out the Jins because they're getting fucked up. Um, and Jin Guangshan comes to him to say, hey, thank you for saving my ass. Um, and NMJ is like, so how's that, how's that Yao Yao working out for you? <laughs> and Jigis is like, whom? I, I, I don't know this. I, I do not, I have never heard of this. Uh, so NMJ gets mad. Uh, he goes off to find Meng Yao and see what happened, but he, f- and he finds him, but it's bad. Um, he stumbles across Meng Yao standing on top of just a pile of dead guys. He's wiping blood off of a sword. NMJ immediately puts it together and he's like, what the fuck is this about? Um, Meng Yao gives him this whole thing about how he had to do it to him. <laughs> and uh, Ming Zhe basically doesn't buy it, but he says that he should fess up. And if he's telling the truth, he won't have anything to worry about. Um, but Meng Yao does fake out Harakiri and seals NMJ's spiritual powers just long enough to run away. Um, so Meng Yao goes missing for three years, just totally MIA, and meanwhile, NMJ has been betrayed, and he hates Meng Yao now, and never say to him the words Meng Yao. 
Um, literally, he literally says <laughs> he that. He literally says it. Um, and then the memory stream uh, cuts to uh, Ming Jai, like, injured and on the floor of some place, and we realize that it's presumably somewhere in the night- nightless city, because there's a big fancy throne, and there's a bunch of wind dudes around. Um, and he's been captured by the winds, and right as he's, like, mentally getting his shit together, somebody else walks in, uh, walks on in wearing them Guy Fieri-ass wind robes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it, it's Meng Yao, and that's the chapter. There it is. We end on that little cliffhanger. Yeah. Spicy chapter. Pretty spicy. It's pretty fucking spicy. Yeah. Um. So we definitely open up with something that is not foreshadowing at all. Um, no. <laughs> where it describes NMJ's, uh, the one who almost seemed to go into invincible rages during the Sunshot campaign. I don't think that's going to end up meaning anything ever. Yeah, you know what? I really think that there are things in this chapter that they touched on that we're just never going to see again. Yeah, it's just kind of, it's it's one and done. Nothing we're never gonna do we're yet. never going to get things tied up. It's just, you know, it's just another chapter, whatever. It's it's filler arc, basically. It's normal. It's, it's you know, uh, literally grasses. It's That's literally all grasses. That is. It's just grasses, but condensed and better. Anyway, um. Uh, you know. <laughs> uh. Uh, but yeah, so Weibushan is is piece of paper. So he's piece of paper, and the head is just, it's so fucking mad. It's so mad. It's under all of these seals and shit. It's under all of these things. And, like, Weibushan briefly kind of marvels at the lengths Jiggy had to go to just to get this powerful-ass head under wraps, quite literally. This is- this head is so fucking mad. And it's so fucking mad that he suddenly felt a powerful force of attraction <laughs> and he gets he just gets sucked up into the into the angry atmosphere. Yeah. Into the uh what's the word? Raw Gravity. top energy. Raw top energy. When I tell you Nian <laughs> Mingjue is the ultimate twink magnet. I'm saying I'm not literally did you. I are you not seeing my notes? It the raw physically- power magnetically attracts bottoms to That's him. what I'm fucking saying! <laughs> like, just, they hold, they stand no chance! He just goes, and he's he can't do anything. And then, then we get a weird little cut. Uh, and maybe weird isn't the right word I'm looking for, but it's interesting. I think, is this the first time we've gotten anything in Lan Wangji's perspective? I would say this is the most substantial. Yeah, and it's only stuff like stuff that we've gotten from Lam Wangji's perspective. Yeah, and it's and even then it's like a paragraph and yeah, a half. Yeah, if that. It's it's very short, but it's like it's I definitely like I got to this and I was like, "Whoa! Whoa, wait a minute." It just kind of slaps you in the face with its existence. It's yeah. Yeah, Lam I was like, Wangji's it's just like <laughs> it's Wangi. He's like sitting Sitting in the uh, sitting in the room, just kind of watching Wei Wushan as he as he goes through this whole adventure. Yeah, because he's a sleepy boy. He's he's not inhabiting his body right now. He's a sleepy boy, and Wei Wushan's like getting a little tense. Yeah, or his body is getting a little tense. He's doing like the like what dogs do when they're dreaming. He's like kicking the air. Yeah. <laughs> um. Or what you do when you're dreaming? Yeah. Am I being real? Well, he's not yelling, so <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but <laughs> he uh, just goes. <laughs> I forgot I moaned in my sleep. You like <laughs> it's su- it's such a like grumpy noise. Oh. I'm just imagining. What- I don't I don't say it to embarrass you. I no, think it's I know funny. you're just like wow. <laughs> you're a very unique sleeper. 
<laughs> me, I just snore. You do snore. I just snore you, the house. You, like <laughs> you like you like try to say things sometimes. <laughs> you laugh a lot. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like perfectly awake laughing, so I'll look over at you sometimes if I'm awake and I'm like, <laughs> what? And you're <laughs> But then no, you're just asleep. They just love to laugh. They love to laugh. Love love to laugh, baby. But um Lan Wangji is watching Wei Sean be funny sleep, and he 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 does a little uh he he touches his own lips a little bit. Or he touches his lips. I don't know mm-hmm. whose lips he touches. I think I'm pretty sure I read it as him touching his own lips. Yeah, I I kinda I don't it says as soft as how the paper man had bumped into them. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming it's his own lips. But he's like and yeah, he yeah, like yeah. he like just kinda kinda takes a minute to luxuriate in yeah. it. He's like, oh, it's so soft. Like, An indirect kiss. I got, I got my fourth kissy the other night. I got um, my fourth kissy the other night. <laughs> uh, and so then we get Weibushan getting kind of grumpy in his in his in his trance. Yeah, and then we go back to we go back to where he's at. Yeah, and, and we get this. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, we get we get themes. We get themes. We get a setup for the rest of this entire chapter, which is basically one prolonged empathy situation. Mm-hmm. They didn't necessarily. Uh, it was another one of those things where the dead person just kind of like dragged him into their business mm-hmm. <laughs> just to just to try and tell him something. He says, "Here, come here, come yeah. here, weighing. I got some tea. Come here." <laughs> but it seems a little less intentional than Aching's had been. Oh yeah, Aching. They like because he actually deliberately uh, cast the spell when he exactly, did and she and was like, one. she was like, "Fuck yeah!" But this time, NMJ says, "Come here, I got some shit to tell you." Yeah, and it, <laughs> I'm it gives- real mad. Let me vent. <laughs> Literally, can I vent at you for a <laughs> can minute? Can I vent at you for a minute? <laughs> And it it, uh, it gives the explanation, those of the deceased who held extreme resentment radiated such hateful energies and projected them onto the living, mitigating their anger and spreading their emotions. This was the cause of most hauntings. In fact, this was also the mechanism behind empathy. So we, in, in canon, in the book, can now get an empathy situation without Wei Wuxian having to necessarily instigate it yeah so we get this we get this mechanism again this whole empathy moment and it's really great yeah it's really cool because like i honestly like it's been a long time since i actually like read through the thanks for nothing (laughs) it's been a long time since i actually like read through the novel carefully and i don't think i ever absorbed that this wasn't an intentional empathy yeah i don't remember it being an unintentional empathy moment so this is this was really interesting to read and it was reading reading back on her reasoning behind it it was actually very solid yeah it Um, it rules so he gets sucked into nmj's head we also get we also get some themes we get a lot of stuff about like i'm not going to repeat the thing that you said but it's you Mm -hmm. know just kind of sometimes do you think maybe that rage beget rage do you think the rage beget rage? So sometimes angie. It opens up, and Ye Mingjui is cleanly hard slicing this dude's head off. Well, we don't even know it's him quite at first because the first mm. thing Wei Wushan sees, he says, "Look up at the sky," and God. there's just a severed head flying through the air. And then he realizes that he's big now. Yeah, he gets to experience life as a bear. What a luxury! <laughs> Like, as soon as he realizes whose body he's in, the first thing 
in his like narration thoughts is Chifengzun big. <laughs> yeah, Chifengzun big. He's very big. Um, and so he's just killed Wenshu, who we never see because he doesn't fucking matter because he's dead. And he says, "Go get the head, hang it up for the wind dogs to see." And that's how you make a point. Well, the way you make a point is doing that, and then also, yeah, quote. I- his corpse was cut into pieces by the enraged cultivators of the Neosec yeah. and then ground up and smeared below the earth. Like, it seems excessive, but can you really blame them at the end of the day? It fits. It's appropriate that they turn him into 100% Angus because they're butchers, Ray. Hey, Make this man into Bergs. So turn him into ground beef, baby. That's what I'm saying. So he's forever yoli staked up burgertized. And then, Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, and then he... <laughs> Kicks Wenshu's corpse. Just yeah, like, he just like kicks it to the side. He makes it ragdoll like when you kill an enemy in Bloodborne. And then this is where Wei Wushan says, oh, him big. Um, oh, him big. Him. Wow, me big now. Him big, me big. Oh, him really big. So he like, so Nia Mingjoy continues to kind of scan his surroundings as he walks around, just Very wants bloody. to see if anybody's still alive that he, that he needs to, you know, kind of cut off real quick. Yeah. And then he hears he hears some shenanigans going on in a house uh a little ways away and like he he gets his hackles up. Yeah, and you don't he, take like, kindly to that. He like kicks open the door. Kool-Aid man or no, he, yeah, he like hacks it open with his saber, which is almost He just worse. walks through and leaves a him-shaped hole in the Yeah, wall. and the only fucking people in there are a lady and her daughter. Yeah. Like that's fucking it. There's and there's nothing s- in there. And they are so fucking scared. And like, to be honest, uh I mean I mean, he's covered in blood. He's fucking huge. He's got a big sword. He looks like he's gonna kill you. They have no reason not to be afraid of him. And we get this We get this little thing. It says, The mother and daughter only knew that a few gangs of cultivators crashed into their workaday lives and battled the hell out of one another. Neither knew which was the good side and which was the bad. And they feared whomever that held a blade. And it was just kind of an interesting, like a jarring but necessary look into how this war was really affecting the normal folks. Oh, yeah. And it also puts it into perspective a little bit. Like, it's just the gentry attacking each other over power and influence. It is. It's like, all I put was like, it's themes, class disparity, which is like yep. another huge thing that's happening uh, throughout this chapter, um, this chapter in particular, because we get a lot of shit about just like, you know, the effect that your upbringing has on you and, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not you live in poverty or privilege, but we'll get to that. Um, but NMJ says, oh, oops, uh, sorry, didn't mean to scare the shit out of you, and, um, uh, curbs his killing intent, and the Curb Your Enthusiasm music plays. Except it's like a metal version of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would like to hear that, actually. <laughs> Larry and David like- is an enchant. Oh God! <laughs> um, and it, like it basically does nothing. The the lady and her daughter are still fucking terrified. Yeah, and they just sit there crying. And Nia Mingjoy's just like, I don't know whether they're still in the house or not. But he just like starts talking to his subordinate. He just leaves them. He lets he's he's not gonna. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. So they bust out, and Nia Mingjoy's like, Hey, who's that dude? Who that dude? Um, that was that was keeping guard during the last during the last battlefield when we were cleaning up. 
And so the subordinate's like, I don't think I remember. And listen, you better have all your words in order when you're talking to Shifang Zun. Oh, yeah. Like, because he says, okay, tell me when you remember. Don't come at this man with um. Don't come at this man with um. Like, I've read in the original novel, he mostly speaks in verse and, like, poems. Mm -hmm. So y'all need to think those words through or he'll get you. Choose those fucking words wisely. Choose those words wisely or he'll get you. Better know. You better know. Bet. Uh, so the- he goes, he goes and asks around, right? Yeah. And then he comes back and he says, it was, it were Meng Yao. It were Meng Yao. And Yiming Joy's like, huh. Hmm. Interesting. It says the name used to be quite oh, well known. Yeah. And so then, yeah, they we- give, sorry. No, you're good. We get the, the Jiggy origin story. There it is. Uh, he, we get some stuff. We find out like about his mom. And she is, she is a sex worker. Yeah. Uh, but she is so well educated and she can read and write, obviously, and mm-hmm. she can play the guccine. Yeah, and she's, the, yeah. It, she's got, she's got smart girl appeal. Yeah, she's got great manners, smart girl energy, but she's still a sex worker. Yeah. And so. Even in ancient Chinese vampire times, sex worker phobia is a big old thing. So, and it doesn't matter how talented she is and how refined she is, she's still a sex worker in the eyes of these people. And Mm -hmm. I'm wondering whether this will play some sort of part in Jiggy's character development. It's probably nothing. Um, It's probably nothing. So, Jing Guangshan, famous man that I'm going to punch, um, happened, so, so this- Oh, by the way, this is in Yoon Ma. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Um, so Jing Guangshan heard about this and said, oh, a hot lady, guess I gotta fuck. So, he went out there, um, he got his bone down- and, um, and he said he lingered around the Hmong woman for days and returned with satisfaction after leaving her a keepsake. And I'm like, is it a keepsake or was it a keepsake? <laughs> I think he left her two keepsakes, bud. TBH. Um, um, and, and then we get, and this is some more themes of class disparity mm-hmm. because we learn, we get, uh, literally it says in comparison, we learn about how this kind of stacks up against Mo Yu, who is the other, um, illegitimate child that we know about via Jin Guangshan and how uh, you know, Mo Yu's mom was like at least middling aristocracy. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jin Guangshan like uh, did his due diligence? He did, he, he did, he did his fuck diligence. He, he did as much did of his, his He did his dick gil- diligence. He, he did as much of his due diligence as he could bring himself to do as someone who was terrible. Yeah, he remembered, um, he remembered that he had a kid from this lady and he said, oh, well, all right. Well, she's kind of rich, so I guess I'll go along with it. But Jin Guangyao, uh, Meng Yao did not have that same luxury, unfortunately. Yeah, he's, he's got fuck all going for him. So even when, you know, she trained him up, she did everything she could, and then she sent him along to the gene sect. Yeah, because she, she assumed that, you know, her baby's daddy is going to come and get him and teach him all about cultivation. So she, because she did that's, whatever because she could. To be fair, to be fair, that's what a normal ass dad would do. It is. But this is not a normal ass dad we're talking about. This is Jin Guangshan we're talking about. Jin Guangshan jerks into a cup and leaves it on the counter and forgets about it. That's horrible. I mean, yes, but it's horrible. <laughs> um. Uh, so he he comes up to Koi Tower. Yeah. So well. Uh. So so Munchi dies, and then yeah. he goes. He goes and he, says, "I'm I'm I'm going to live up to my family name." Yep, she gives him she gives him the little keepsake that Jiggis left her. Yeah, which was a little pearl button. It's bead. a little pearl button. And 
unfortunately, the pearl button, he tells all of the girls that he fucks that it's like this super special treasured keepsake and he promises them all this shit while he does it. But uh, it's 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 just it's like a dime a dozen. Yeah, he got it. normal. He got it out of a vending machine. Basically, yeah, yeah, he got it out of one of those 25 cent machines yeah. that you put the quarter in, like outside the grocery store. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he went to the ancient Chinese vampire times Kroger and said, let me pop one of these in. There so, you go. Yeah. And I just, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so Especially because, like, you know, many of the girls he targeted were poor and oh, they didn't yeah. know any better. Like, oh, yeah. it's just so insidious and it's so predatory. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a really good, uh, it's definitely a good representation of his character oh yeah because he's just he's just reprehensible and this is just like this is the tip of the iceberg of him being just the worst fucking person oh absolutely um so So he shows up at koi tower but unfortunately this was actually gene z schwann's birthday yeah so So the the entire sect is saying it's it's our special boy's special day special day for special boy here comes a special boy so they have even less time to deal with uh, street rat riffraff yeah. like Jiggy, like Meng Yao on a date like today. So they kick him out and not only do they kick him out, they kick him down yep. the stairs. I'm going to say it because mm-hmm. one of us is going to have to yeah. at some point. Mm-hmm. I warned you about stairs, bro. I told you dog. So I mean, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, so you know, we can try to avoid it all we want. We but. Can, we can't avoid it. It's 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 just that's just how it is. So um, he just, I mean, and apparently afterwards he just got up and went about his business. He didn't let it affect him at all. Supposedly, supposedly. So then he goes well, and so sees if he can't quick, join the Nia sect. Yeah. So real quick, before he gets kicked down the tower, mm-hmm. there's a couple things that I, I made note of. Um, they leave him waiting there for six hours. Jesus. Uh. Oh yeah. Jin Guangshan, uh, when, when, uh, little Yao Yao gives, uh, Jigis this pearl, uh, Jigis crushes it into dust. Yeah, and Madame Jean sees it too, and she's- She's very mad. Pissed. Yeah. She's not happy about that. And then, number three, third and final point, um, you know what's also, I'm sure, not affecting Jiggy at all at this moment is the fact that this is also his birthday. Oh, yeah! Yeah, can't help being a Pisces- can't help being a Pisces, unfucking fortunately. That's his character arc. So that all happened on his birthday. Yeah, fun, fun, good, cool birthday. So then he goes and joins the Nia sect. He joins the Nia sect, and he <coughs> seems to do pretty fucking good with it. Yeah, he finds he finds a thing to do. Um, and then so one day, um, NMJ is he's he's fucking around. And, and uh, Jiggy's getting some water for the troops. Yeah, he sees the smallest boy possible. Getting getting a tube of water, and and, <laughs> and he says, "What's this about?" Uh, he he casts a very huge shadow on him. Yeah, and it was you know he looked at he looked at the small one, and it <laughs> says it was those per- precisely those favor gaining features of Jean <laughs> Guangyou. I just love how his features are called favor gaining, right? <laughs> Like, it's perfect. Jesus, he's just so beautiful, you can't help but want to do shit for him. I love that the first thing we talk about in NMJ's POV when we see little baby Jiggy is how advantageous his face is. Yeah. (laughs) 
And, and so, so, so he's he's sitting there on the side of the road. He pulls out a can with food written on it. Um, and he he consumes it very quickly. And Yiming Joy comes up to him. He's like, Meng Yao? Meng Yao's like, uh, yep, that's me. And he stands up immediately. He's like, holy shit. Um, and, uh. Yiming Joy's like, why aren't you, why aren't you chilling in the cave? Yeah, and why aren't you, why aren't you sitting at the, at the cafeteria table? And Meng, Meng Yao just, like, opens his mouth like he's about to say something. And then he, like, closes it and just, it says, smiled awkwardly. Because it's like. What do you even say? Like, yeah, all those dudes in there hate me, so this sleepover is really uncomfortable for me. <laughs> um, he does the fucking smile that you do when you pass by somebody and, like, make eye contact long enough that you need to do something with your face to acknowledge it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, <laughs> Nia Joy gets a little bit curious, uh, and Mengyao doesn't really want him to go in there, but he goes into the cave and he finds the dudes just shit-talking the ever-living hell out of Mengyao. yeah. They are just, they're talking, they're just dumping on him. They're dumping on him. Uh, initially, they're like, oh, well, he should have gone to the gene sect to, to prove himself. I'm sure his daddy would have let him do that. And then once somebody disproves that by going, oh, yeah, he already went there and they kicked him out. They're like, oh, well, of course they kicked him out. That yeah. guy's an asshole. And Jin Guangshan's wife is super scary. Like, side note. I'd be scary too. I'd be, I'd, it'd be quite literally the least I could do in that situation to be oh, yeah. scary. You know? <laughs> Um, so and, then they, yeah, they make fun of him for, like, trying, and then the, like, the most telling, or the most interesting, I guess, piece of dialogue that we get out of these, these people is this one where this guy says, um, he's such an idiot, with Jin Zushuan, would Jin Guangshan ever, uh, ever think anything of another son, much less one from a prostitute, I'm sorry, I'm using that word, mounted by thousands, who knows whose seed he was? In my opinion, Jin Guangshan probably didn't dare to accept him because he also had his doubts himself, which he's kind of got a point. Unfortunately, yeah. Like, how, like, we just kind of, you know, we just kind of assume that, yeah, clearly, obviously, th this is the only possible uh, person who could be Jiggy's biological father, but do we actually, like, we never get anything about how Mengxi knows this? Which I think is interesting. Yeah, she'd just have to have a really good sense of timing. Yeah. Or Jiggy just looks that much like Jiggis that it would be unquestionable. But the thing is, we find out later on that he looks exactly like his mom. Yeah. So that's so, uh I don't know whether that's a plot hole. Yeah, it's just or I don't think it's a plot hole. I think it's just interesting. Um but like this is it's just kind of a point that this guy makes that I'm it's like the only one of these where I'm like damn, you know what? He's kind of right. Like, I don't like to say it, but he kind of right. <laughs> and like, what if, oh my god, like, what if you followed that train of thought and you were like, okay, so Mengxi maybe didn't know that this was Jigus's kid and was just kind of banking on it being Jigus's kid so they could maybe uh, make something out of themselves mm -hmm. with it. Yep. And maybe Jiggy was just raised on this lie and he's not actually Jigus's kid and he's yeah. not actually a legitimate heir to the gene throne, and it's interesting to think about. Yeah, because this is, like, the only thing that, or the only one of these points that, like, never really comes up again. Yeah, because even if it were true, nothing would have ended up any different. Yeah. You know? It just would have been, like, one more level of irony that he does all of the shit that he does and goes to the lengths that he does, and this man whose approval he sought for so long and, you know, so deeply wasn't even his father. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be, 
That would that would be owie to me. Oh, extremely owie. Give give me band aid, but also um, the worst kind guess, of found family. Yeah, um, I guess one. I guess like. I guess the telling thing maybe would have been like, because he does have a golden core. It's just a shitty one. Yeah. <laughs> so like, if Jin Guangshan was like the only cultivator that that got it on with her, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what proved it, but like, I don't know if that's, I don't know. We don't, Even we that would know. be a stretch, yeah. you know? We, we simply do not know. Um, but yeah, I just, I just thought that was really interesting. But, um, but then these guys, then these guys do another fucking thing where they're like, haha, this is funny to me. Ha, uh, look at how hard he's working. Uh, they, they think, they fucking love it that this, uh, supposed Jane boy is like being, doing errands for them. Like, they're just so, they're so excited about it. Yeah, they're so excited that they get to treat him like shit. Oh man, it's so funny, it's so funny how hard he works and how much he, like, wants to be accepted by other people. That's so hilarious. A flame of anger sprout within Nipichoi's heart. (laughs) Burning all the way into Wei Wushan, and, like, I I understand, because considering how intense NMJ usually is, and this kind of fucked up situation, please... But I will say, I think the, the, don't you see how hard he's working? Those lines are like, like all of his dialogue in this scene is pretty horrific, but this oh, one yeah. specifically sucks yeah. so much. Yeah. Like, just imagine vilifying somebody for being a hardworking person and being eager to please. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it just. Because, like, he's not brown nosing like he ends up doing. No, he just, like, genuinely wants to get on people's good side and help them. He's on that grind. He's on that grind. He's networking. <laughs> He's networking. He's networking and grinding. And so, Nyaming Joy having none of this. He's oh, yeah. mad as hell. He walks in. He's like, how dare you drink the goddamn water that he sweat and bled and cried to bring into you he while makes a- shit-talking him at the same time! He whips out his saber and makes a boulder fall down in front of the cave to get these guys' attention. Oh yeah, there's that. And they get all scared, and he's just like, he shits on them for shitting on <laughs> Jing Guang Yao, and it's the best thing ever. It's so good. The more one tried to explain, the angrier he was. Yeah, fucking, he's just the team dad giving a serious talking to to his murder sons, yeah. you know? And I mean, the more one tried to explain the angry if he was, that's understandable. Yeah. Okay, that's his That's his personality, apparently. He's on all the time. He just doesn't like being bullshitted. You don't like, bullshit him. Like, I understand. Him. You don't bullshit this man. And so- Why would you look at the- who, who would look at this man and bullshit him? Not- no one, because look at these dudes, for example. They're just sitting there completely stone cold silent because they don't want to bullshit him. They no. can't. No. And so he- he tells Meng Yao to follow him- and they they walk for a little bit, and Meng Yao thanks him. Nia Ming Joy's like, hey, you don't need to take nobody's shit, he says, all right? He says, pick your head up, king, your crown is falling. Pick your head up, king, your crown is falling. <laughs> like, a proper man should carry himself with proud righteousness. There's no need to care for the talk of those idlers. And, I mean, it was well-intentioned advice, but it might have been the worst advice to give this man specifically. Yeah. I think uh, he might have taken it and rolled with it a little too thoroughly. Little bit, little bit. And so Meng Yao's like, ha. Uh, and <laughs> he says, mm. He says, mm. He says, mm. And, and um, Ming Joy's just like, you know, they, they're they going to talk a bunch of shit about you, but you're going to have to work 
twice as hard to get them to shut the fuck up. It's going to be so worth it. You know, you're you're so talented. You're such a good boy. And he compliments him. And yeah. Meng Yao has no idea how to deal with it. Soccer is flying in front of his face. He yeah. can't believe this. He, 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 there's a second where he is like, shit, dad saved me. Team dad saved me. Um, everybody's going to beat me up now. They're yeah. going to be extra, very double mad about this. Um, but then Ming is like, you're good. You're a good boy. And I like that. I see this and I enjoy it. So he says, <laughs> he says I love to see it. I love to see it. Uh, he gives him some sword tips, which is, like, the only thing he knows how to provide. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, it's, it, he, he definitely gives him some sword, some sword tips and Meng Yao's like, uh, okay, knowing that he's never in his life going to be able to actually take those sword mm-hmm. tips because his cultivation sucks. Yeah. Like, uh, it says his foundation was so poor that he'd never reach new heights. Thus, with cultivation, he could only aim for quantity instead of quality. This is why he rounded all of the sect leaders and learned their techniques. It was also why he was criticized as the, quote, stealer of techniques. Like, it's, and I just thought of those booths at the big anime cons <laughs> that just sell merch with ripped off official art to make a shitload of money. <laughs> Like it's the wrong way to do it, but they're still making a lot of money. He's 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 putting in some work. He's got to make the orders. He's got to figure out what exactly he's going to sell. He's got to put the time and energy in and setting up his booth. Uh huh. And they still got and they still have the biggest one of the biggest boots at that damn con. Mm-hmm. You know it. Yep. So they're making money. They're making money. Um. So so he just kind of and it's just. I just picture this scene, like, fading out on, like, their two silhouettes, like, walking away. <laughs> and it's just, like, this big, huge man the size of the microphone. <laughs> and in comparison, my thingy <laughs> right next to him. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> me, me, and my, me and my little monkey. Um, <laughs> me and my friend. Me and my little buddy, Yao. <laughs> me and my constant companion. <laughs> my little pal. Um, my little pal, my yow. My yeah, my little pal, my yow. <laughs> <laughs> my own personal yow. Your um, own personal <laughs> yow, <Kansas>. yow. <laughs> um, but so so they get to he he has Meng Yao like do more shit and he 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 likes it. He the more he says I like to see it, the better he does, and so eventually he says. You know yeah, what? He, I like so much to see it that you're going to be my deputy now. Yeah, he relentlessly clears the battlefield and helps the commoners after each battle, which, like, considering that's probably basically the only honorable thing happening on the battlefield after yeah. the fact, of course Nia Ming Choi would be drawn to it. Oh, yeah. You know? He's, he's doing, he's, he's doing comrade shit, he's, he's doing, doing practice. He's doing comrade shit, he's doing practice. Doing practice? Pra- practice. <laughs> um, and so... And he does a very good job of being Mr. He Deputy does Boy. a really good job, and it says it's 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 the current Jin Guangyao wasn't like his future self, always being scolded by Ni Ming Twain. I think scolded <laughs> might be too light a word here. Scolded is a very funny word to pick. <laughs> scolded is a funny joke word to it pick. It was a choice. It's a funny comedy it was a choice. Word choice. <laughs> it's funny comedy vocabulary. It was a choice. And and Meng Yao is just he's just doing so good. He's he's a talented little man. Um and then uh NMJ's only friend who isn't his brother comes to say hello. Yeah. Cause you know, every time every time Lan Shi Chen um he's he you know, he kinda escorts people during the war and he helps people get 
places or whatever and protect shit. And he, he just, like, has to take a stop. He yep. has to take a little pit stop and visit his big mans whenever yeah. he can. You know? In these tumultuous times. That's what he does. We get a little bit about, like, what he's doing in the Sunshot campaign, which is basically putting on his, his mercy overwatch wings and going around and helping people and looking like Angle. Yeah, he helping. Yeah, he helping. Um, Shuttling people to and forth. Yeah, he's he's everybody's Uber driver. Yes. <laughs> Official Uber driver of the war. Yeah, he's he's the war's number one sponsored Uber driver. <laughs> um, so he comes to say hello, um, and they hang out. And uh, Meng Yao is there this time. Yeah, he's doing Mado shit. He's, he, yeah. He's, he's running the Nisette's Mado Cafe. Yep, he's serving tea. Um, and most of the people in the room are pretty weary of him. Like, this whole shit just makes me so mad. Yeah. Like, apparently, apparently Meng Yao had been, like, a really famous joke for a little while. The famous joke of Jin Guangyao. The famous joke of Jin Guangyao. Haha, <laughs> his mom's a sex worker. That's so funny. Yeah. So they they he he serves tea to these people and they immediately like put the cups to the side. They don't even drink out of it. These grown ass men think they're gonna get cooties. They take handkerchiefs out to wipe the cooties off their nasty little fingers. Yeah, they say, Ew, I'm not going to drink the boys' tea. <laughs> for no reason. I have no like, respect for this tea. Fuck, I'd wanna kill them dudes too. Honest to God, but NMJ just says slurp, bitch. Yeah, NMJ says slurp, and Lan Shi Chen also says slurp. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean uh and and the the dudes they make it very obvious that this is what they're doing to him, but Meng Yao acted as if he he I don't see it. Yep. I pretend not to see it. <laughs> I simply do not like, see it. At least we get to watch his process of mastering this skill, yeah. right? <laughs> and so Lan Shichen is aside from NMJ, obviously, is the only one who actually takes the teacup. And smiles at him and thanks him and drinks it immediately. Yeah. Nice like, good boys. Nice good boys. Like, I know the bar was set pretty fucking low here, yeah. but I just want them to know that I appreciate them. I might die for them for this. I might die for them for doing the bare minimum. I might die for them for doing the bare minimum. <laughs> I might just lay down my life. I might have to. I might have no other choice. Um, so NMJ, as he does, cut straight to the point, says, how long are you going to be here? Um, he he tells him how he's, he's like, basically on the way to meet up with, with old Wongi, um... And, uh... They're going to... They're going to Changling, uh, which, uh, Nia Mingtui is like, uh, isn't that still nasty windboy controlled? And La Shichen's like, nope! Uh, nope. we got Yunmeng Zhang on it now. Uh, and somebody's like, uh, yeah, uh, sec leader Nye, um, <laughs> Zhang Chung whips ass. I don't know what <laughs> you've heard. Not sure if you've heard the news, but this guy rules. That guy's a fucking animal. And another person's like, how can he not be? Wei Wushan alone can face millions, so who do you be scared of? Like, the one time oh. somebody thinks to compliment Zhang Cheng. La- God, like, really? It never ends! He just spends this entire novel getting owned. It sucks. It sucks. Got it. <laughs> it's so funny. But, like, on the other hand, I do really enjoy that we got a glimpse into the midst of the war yeah. here with this empathy. Yeah. Like, when Wei Wushan was still held in some sort of favor for his contributions, mm-hmm. it's just yep. interesting to see. It is. So, so Midori's like, well, why, why is, uh, why is Wanji over there? He's, he's, he rules. And Wei Wushan immediately, because he's fucking stupid and gay, is like, Ugh, Chifeng Soon, you're so he's good fucking, at complimenting my good boy Wang. He's doing wife guy shit. He is! <laughs> <laughs> he's doing 
super wife guy shit. Like, yep, that's my baby. <laughs> Yay, thank you for talking good about my man. He's so fucking stupid. Um, That's right, that's my man. That's my man. <laughs> God. <laughs> um... Uh, and but, fucking, yeah. fucking, uh, Lan Shi Chen's like, well, uh, it's quite embarrassing. <laughs> he might have, uh, he had a fight with his boyfriend. He, yeah, he might have had a tangle with Wei Wushan again. And Nia Ming Joy's like, God, again, what happened? <laughs> this uh, shit stays happening. And somebody's like, somebody goes, uh, freaking, I heard that Hong Wang Jun flipped out on him and, like, uh, screamed in his face, which was very characteristic of Hong Wang Jun. I also heard that. He cried a lot and and got up on the table and started stomping up and down, talking about how much he hated uh, what Wei Wushan was doing and how it was just his opinion. And then he made sure that the cameras were still on him as he stormed off. Which you know immediately. You've you've seen this man for over forty chapters now. You know this is not something he would ever do. And, and Wei Wushan's like, like if they said this, yeah, if they said this about Wei Wushan, like I could see him, you know, getting up on the table and like, you know, teabagging somebody after verbally owning them, but not not Han Guangjun. He wouldn't do that to him, and Han Guangjun wouldn't be the one to do it, but. Uh, Wei Wishan starts thinking about, like, I mean, we, we didn't have that bad a relationship. People blew it out of proportion, but, like, you know, I mean, we, we, it wasn't great. It wasn't the best, yeah. but it wasn't that bad. It said, like, Lan Wangji always chose the most vexing of vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, like, the, such as how it wasn't a righteous path and he harmed both the body and the mind. Like, oh, he keeps saying things like, you're fucking your body up. Oh, this is gonna kill you. Like, I just don't understand what he's trying to say to me, you know? <laughs> like, get on my level. <laughs> like, can you just, like, take a step back and see that, don't stop seeing the fucking forest for the trees here. He's not, he's not really using that vexing of vocabulary. You're just refusing to acknowledge that he has a point. You're just putting on your troll face mask. And saying, lol, are you mad? With the clenched teeth crying guy, feels guy <laughs> face behind <Yeah>. it. <laughs> and, um, and it says, I mean, uh, well, yeah, we were both, we were both pretty, uh, pretty hot tempered back then. We were like, spicy teens. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we were sure. spicy yeah. teens, so we never really. Yeah, Lon never... Wangji was, he was a spicy teen, not in the way that Wei Wushan is thinking. <laughs> Jesus. But, like, honestly, out of anything, that's a pretty valid excuse. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you are stupid as shit when you're a teenager, but, like... Oh, absolutely. Uh, but uh, somebody's like, why, why is why is Han Guangjun trying to fix this? He's, he's got... It, who cares? These people are almost dead. Who gives a shit? Um, and, uh, you know... They, so, like, they, why, why should we care about the corpses that Wei Wuxian controls, basically? Yeah, let, let him. If he's on our side, he's good. And Wei Wuxian's like... Haters will say that when I'm on your side. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember y'all singing that tune when you, uh, fucking sieged my burial mounds. Yeah, funny joke of you to say that and then five years later kill me. Thanks. Yeah, real- I know who my real day ones are. God. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Um, but so Ming Zhui goes to find Lan Shichen yeah, well, after yeah, they leave. Yeah, Shichen goes to have presumably sleepy time. He goes to his hotel room. Nia Ming Zhui goes to his goes, Airbnb. Yeah, Nia Ming Zhui goes because he knows he can probably hit it before Lan Shichen <laughs> falls asleep. Um, so he tries to sneak on in there. Uh, but. But. 
he catches Lon Shi Chen and Meng Yao talking. What is this? And they're just, it looks like they're just catching up. And yeah. uh, Lon Shi Chen's like, so you're deputy now? That's great. Meng Yao's like, oh, well, yeah, it's all Chifong Zun. You know, he he rules. He's he the rules. best. He's so good. And <laughs> Shi Chen's like, he says he has, he has quite a fiery personality. This bitch, this bitch will not call shit like it is. No, not at all. If Fiery it's personality. Going to his head. This guy's a fucking dick. I'm really surprised <laughs> you made friends with him. Like <laughs> he would never. He but you he couldn't insult somebody if his life depended on it. Oh, absolutely. No. So later, uh after that, Lan Chi Chen is like, so the first thing he says, he's like, Well, it's good that you got his approval. So, do you want to get the fuck out of here? <laughs> yeah, do you want to go be a do you want to go be a genuine ginseng boy? Yeah, do you want to go be and a genuine boy? And Meng Yao's like, so much cute, you mean? No. Lan Shichun's like, hey, you know, I remember you said you want daddy's approval. You God. wanted to really be in the Lanling ginseng. I mean, um, I mean, you have a future here or whatever, but like, do you still want that? And Meng Yao's like. I mean, yeah, but, like, I have a job here, and, like, I'm under a contract, and I'm still in my, you know, my, uh, uh my trial phase, you know, I have 90 days, and then they'll make a decision, uh, I can't leave, and then NMJ overhears it, and he's like, hey, get your life. Just do it, man. He Why would I keep you from following your dreams, boo? He continues to shatter expectations by being <laughs> the king of... Of decent behavior. He's a fucking king. He's a fucking king. He's like, listen, I'll write you a recommendation later tomorrow. Mr. Use me as a job reference. Mr. Use me as a job reference. And this is like, (laughs) this is something that I kind of forgot about, about his character, I guess. I was just so thrown by this reaction when I first read it. Like, he really wanted the best for Jiggy, no matter what. That was, that was, that was all that he wanted. Yeah. And it's like, it, it goes on. It carries through his entire arc, but like, you know, like I say, 50 times an episode, we'll get to that, but, um. And he's like, yeah, just, uh, I'll write you the letter, you can take it along, y'all, find your dad, don't even worry about it. Yeah. And, and. I got you, baby. Mung Yao's <laughs> like, oh, so you were listening this whole time, right? <laughs> uh, and he makes sure like, listen, no, it's cool. I promoted you because you're fucking great at this job. You're my good boy. And you act right. <laughs> All right. And so you, you be acting right. You act right. So if you want to repay me, just keep acting right. <laughs> He's just so straightforward and dedicated to his honor code. He's so good. I love him more than anything. God, so, I would die for him. And he, uh, so. And Lan Shi Chen's like, Lan Shi Chen's like, told you. Yeah. So, and Mung Yao's like, I had to B-b-b-b-and and and says like the most telling thing. I don't know why this line in particular stuck out as the most like characterizing thing he could say out of everything. But he says, if you don't know what to say, then don't say anything. That's it. Yeah, and it's like yeah, we we been knew that that's how he is, but that's gonna like be a theme kind of because what mm-hmm. Mengyao likes to do, especially when he become. When Meng Yao Detroit become Jing Guangyao, he likes to fucking keep talking. He likes to run his mouth. This bitch run his damn mouth. He runs his mouth. <laughs> so So Shi Chen, they fucking <laughs> they take a minute to 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 laugh at baby brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shi Chen so, pulls out pulls out a saber. 
And it's 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 Niehoi song saver. Niemingjoy's like, oh man, yeah. On God. I on God, I know he's safe there with you, but tell that boy to study this damn saber. Next time I'm gonna I'm gonna test him on it. He like he, this man held out hope until the end that Nia Huasong would someday be maybe kinda good at using the saber. Nah. No. No. Nah. Bless his heart. Because Huasong uh Huisong is hanging out in the cloud races. Fucking NMJ said, okay, you better fucking get good at sabers. You better get good at cultivation. You better do all of that, but I'm gonna hide you back here so nobody can see you or touch you. So stay there. All right. But you better utilize this time, young man. Be a good boy. I love you. Utilize this time. I love you. <laughs> Be good. Give me a hug. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like, the flow of this conversation had me so mixed up the first time I read it. Like, so they go from talking about Song to um, NMJ being like, so when did when did you two meet? And, like, I guess I just wasn't paying attention the whole way the first time I read it because I thought they were talking about Song for a second. I was like, oh, so Shichen and Song met? Like, I thought they would have. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they go into like so they don't say how they met. Lon Shichen says it is the shame <laughs> of a lifetime, and Victor's like, "Who fucking cares? You've known me forever. What is that? What difference does that make?" And many will say more and more people are saying that she out fucked. But the fact is, what genuinely in canon happened is that Lon Shichen doesn't know how to do normal people shit and he's embarrassed about it. <laughs> I'm not making that up. I'm not joking about Wait, that. Wait, is that really what happened? Yeah. What 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 happened? Okay, so he Was it the clothes washing thing? Yeah. It was got, the clothes washing thing! He got <laughs> fucked up. He got fucked up somewhere out in the out in the battlefield or whatever, and Meng Yao found him and kind of dragged <laughs> him to safety and they hung out for a while. And in the midst of that, Meng Yao or, like, uh, Lan Shichen was, like, he had to try to do some laundry, because his clothes are a little bit messy. He's a messy boy. But he didn't know how to do laundry, because he's, like, 22 years old and has never done his laundry ever on his own in his life. And he has superhuman upper body strength. And he tore his shit to shreds. And Meng Yao said, would you like some help? <laughs> may, may I get you a detergent? <laughs> He said detergents. Can I get you some detergents? <laughs> detergents. Dot, dot, you dot. want fucking laundry? <laughs> detergents. You, you want fucking Tide? <laughs> you, you want fabric softener? You want fucking fabric softener? Detergents. Detergents. <laughs> and so, yeah, Lan Shichen <laughs> immediately just vehemently refuses to tell uh, Nia Ming Joy how they met. And Meng Yao's like, well, if he's not telling, I'm not telling either. Yep. Sorry, buddy. Uh, but then they spend the rest of the night having doing chit chat, just kind of shooting the shit, having some good conversations, and kissing a little, <laughs> kissing a little, you know, doing a little bit of cuddling, you know. Uh, and Wei Wushan, <laughs> listening to their chatter, Wei Wushan often wanted to get a word in as well, yet he was unable to do so. Just, just <laughs> still wants to run his damn mouth. Still wants to run his damn mouth. <laughs> he's, he's just. This is. I feel like this is one of the only situations in Wei Wushan's life where he can't just run his damn mouth. Uh, yeah. And so, of course, it's the most torturous for him. Yeah, it's more of him yelling at the TV. Oh, absolutely. And then he starts thinking about, like, oh, well, Lan Chen is, like, good at talking. Why is why is Lanjan so bad at it? And like, Oh, but then again. <laughs> extremely, it's the autism voice. It's the autism. 
Um, and and <laughs> then Wayward Sean is still thinking to himself. He's like, oh, well, then again, it's kind of good that he's quiet. It's like, I talk a lot. I talk all the time. And then he just like listens and goes, hmm, oh, what was that called? It's just like, I'm like, well, when he can't annoy other people with this <laughs> shit, I guess naturally he would turn inward and annoy himself with it. Every time, this is like the third time that like, he 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 notices something about Lan Chen and he immediately starts thinking about Lan Wangji. Yeah, like it happened like at the part where Xi uh, Chen first showed up. He's like yeah. he's like thinking about how they they look exactly the same, but he knows the difference. And boy, Wangji sure is handsome. It's <laughs> fucking so stupid. Anyway, but no, he so he's thinking about that, and then um. But then it cuts to some days later, and Meng Yao goes off to to find him destiny. Um, he goes off to his destiny, and, and uh, Niu Mingjua just like switches over to somebody else. But they're not as good as Meng Yao was. Meng Yao just like had he had it all, you know. He had the whole package. He had intelligence. He was the whole package. He had intelligence, grace. He was witty. He made tea just the right way. He he had the eyelashes. He had a great ass. Yeah. Not that Niu Mingjua would tell anybody that. <laughs> um, <laughs> hate to see him go. Love to see him leave. But, uh, so, so then, a little while later, um, Jinsect is getting their asses kicked. Yeah, Long Yao's not doing too well, and Lan Chen is, uh, he's, he's- He's doing in, his own thing. He's, he's doing his own himself. thing, <clears throat> and Jin Guangshan asks for help, and who comes but Nye Ming Jue. Of course he does. Nye Ming Jue shows up, and, uh, he, uh, he, he comes up to, he comes up to, uh, to, G- to Jigis, and Or Jigis like, comes so- up to him and says, thank you- um, and he looks like shit, and uh, NMJ's like, so, what's that Yao Yao up to? What's good with Meng Yao? Yeah, what's good uh, with- And Jigis is like, um- He says, whomst? Who? Whomst? And, and Nia Mingjue is like, uh, what the fuck? His because, brain is so big at this part, too. Yeah, like, really, only someone with the thickest of faces would be able to play dumb in such a situation. He immediately knows it's bullshit. It was just that, however, Jin Guangshan just so happened to be such a person. <laughs> such a per- such a person, in quotes, piece of shit. <laughs> Absolute piece of shit. Yeah. So it's obvious that Jigis is, uh, being a piece of shit about this. Yeah, he's he's lying out of his ass. And Ye Mingjue is not happy about this, and he's like, he's my deputy, I, I wrote him a letter of recommendation. I emailed you, I BCC'd him. And Jin Guang sounds like, really? That's crazy! I've never seen any kind of letter, I've never, I've never even, like, seen that person, but like- well, I wonder if it got lost in the mail. He's like, you know, if Nia Mingjue was the one to make it happen, I'm sure that I would have noticed it. You know, I'm sure maybe something happened with it. That'd be bad. We wouldn't like that. So Mingjue's like, fuck this. So he goes off to to find what what's really up. Um, and he he goes down. He ends up in like a little pathway in a forest, and it's just lots of bodies. Awful and he, lot of sees, bodies. he sees Meng Yao there. He's standing amid piles of corpses. He's pulling a sword out of somebody's chest. And uh He's very calm. He's very calm. And the first thing Nia Ming Jui notices, other than him being calm and kind of just like chilling, vibing, despite mm-hmm. having murdered like a dozen people, um, is that he's got a Wensect sword. Yeah. Um, and then he notices that the sword techniques he was using were also Wensect techniques. Weird. 
And then, uh, weird little thing number three. Weird little thing number three. Is, uh, hashtag little murder things is that, um, the, uh, guy that he's currently in the act of, uh, murdering is a, a Lonling Jean fella. It's so weird. You know, I just, <laughs> I love this series of reveals. I, I also love how for Wei Wushan, it's, also, just nothing that could be really stand up in court, you oh, know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It fucking sucks. But, like, yeah, you just, you don't do that. You don't kill a guy wearing the same uniform as you. No, not at all. So, in this universe. So, <clears throat> the thing is. The thing is. NMJ pulls his saber out. He pulls his saber out, and Meng Yao knows who he is only from the sound of him pulling his saber out uh, yeah. of his sheath. Uh, and he, he puffs around. up like a cat. He puffs up like a cat. He turns around. He knows he's been caught. Uh, in, like, this was just the worst possible person to stumble across this scene. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, Nye Zongju? How's, how's it going? How, uh, what's, what's up? What's going on? Didn't, didn't know you were in the neighborhood. How's and And Nye Mingjui is, he's, he's really about to do it. Meng Yao's like, please stop. Hold on, hold on, please. I can explain. Nia Meng Joy's like, what the fuck are you gonna explain about this? Explain what, bitch? Meng Yao's like, it wasn't my choice. I had two different choice. It was forced into this. I was manipulated. <laughs> really not a strong start here, considering the stake. <sighs> um, Nia Meng Joy's like, what the, what the fuck do you mean you didn't have another choice? Sorry? Sorry? I told Come you again? to chase your dreams. This does not look like chasing your dreams. Meng Yao's like, I'm sorry, please just listen, okay? This guy was my boss, and he treated me like shit. This is so humiliating. And Yu Ming Zhou's like, that warrants murder? Like, look, I would have snapped too, first of all. But second of all, considering a few pages ago when the Nye sect, Nye Ming Zhou especially, were happily murdering their enemies... Um, this whole balking at murder thing is pretty fucking rich to me. <laughs> I understand uh, that, uh, from a moral standpoint, it's a little bit different, but I'm still like, man, you didn't need to ride this hard. <laughs> it's literally the fucking gotta get on my Wayne's World shit again. <laughs> it's the speech that, uh, Ed O'Neill Glenn gives. Yes. <laughs> Why is it that when a man kills another man... In the heat of battle, he's called heroic. But when a man kills a man in the heat of passion, it's called murder. Hello. So <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Only me and Shichen get to talk to the camera. Um uh, for good reason. <laughs> so Munyao gives the most influencer voice ass speech that he's done so far. This entire fucking paragraph. Oh yeah. He's like, what? first of all, he's like, what humiliation can I put up with? Which, I mean, kind of valid, because he's put up with a bunch of humiliation so far. <laughs> but he's like, listen, every single time we've done anything, he's always taken my credit. He's never given me any credit for anything that I've done. I come up with everything. I come up with all of the concepts, all of the ideas. We run through it together. And then we execute it and it, do it. it goes perfectly. And he never gives me any credit. He just signs his own name and then he treats me like shit. But nobody, and nobody ever wants to listen to me. Nobody ever hears me out. And then now he just, he said to my mother, I'm just so tired of it. I was just, I just got so mad that I just killed him and everyone around him. 
like it only happened since I was momentarily outraged. This is definitely bullshit. Oh yeah, and, out and of ev- anything else, Midroid knows it immediately. He fucking picks him up with the SpongeBob squeak sound effect, and he is he is so goddamn smart. Weibushan is so lucky that he ended up empathizing into the two smartest fucking people in the novel. Like really, their brains are so fucking huge. His brain is fucking. Huge. His brain is visible from space. Yeah. Uh, His brain has its own electromagnetic field. That's fucking it. His brain has its own zip code. Diagnosed with lateralis brain. (laughs) That's fucking it. His brain becomes a tool video. And he says, this is bullshit. (laughs) He truly truly was the first one to see through Jiggy's trick, though. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. He's like, you call this? You looking calm as hell? Wiping this shit on your shirt? You call that? momentarily outraged excuse me you want to talk to me about being momentarily outraged you want to talk to me about being momentarily outraged i'm permanently (laughs) outraged bitch every second i am momentarily outraged the fuck um so he goes through he just like knows every bit of this plan immediately because he fucking rules he's like (laughs) he's like no i'm telling the truth he's like you used a wen sword you went and did this in the middle of a battle. You killed a bunch of Wen guys, too. You did it in the middle of a forest where it's all secluded. You used a Wen sword. You used Wen techniques. Excuse me? What the fuck else did you think? Th- what 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 else were you trying to make this look like other than a frame? Come on. Come on. And we get, <laughs> we get the themes of class disparity again. Um, because Mignon, yep. yeah, Mignon is insisting, like, d- I'm... Look, I'm sorry. And he's, he's like, like, you shouldn't have killed him. Do you really just care? You care about a little bit of glory that much? And Meng Yao's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he goes, some trivial achievements? Excuse me? And- what do you mean some trivial achievements? I put in, I put so much work. I put my blood, sweat, and tears into this. <laughs> this is everything to me. This is my life. And... He's kind of right. He's kind of right. This is the problem. Like, yeah, because it's like, it's the difficulty of a privileged person who's used to having a lot of power. Um, the difficulty that they have in seeing and understanding how much harder it is for the marginalized to succeed. Yeah, I think it would have been really interesting if Neo Minjoy had just like tried to like see his side <laughs> of it, you know? Like, I think it, I think it would have added a lot to it because that, that I think is the crux of it. Yeah. Because Neo Mingjoy is just like, he's, like you said, he's so used to being in power. He doesn't understand that for some people, especially for someone who's risen up from literally nothing like Meng Yao, that's Mm -hmm. uh, just a little crumb of that means fucking everything. Mm -hmm. It's just a drop in the bucket to Neo Mingjoy because he's so cool and powerful, but for Jiggy, it's a drop in a thimble. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So, so then, uh, Enjoy's like, wait a second. So, way back when, when we met, and be real with me, you weren't sitting there being, I'm alone, nobody care me, monkey, on purpose, were you? You weren't trying to make me stand, were you? Because you, like, because if I hadn't, would, would you have gone in there and killed all those people like you did today? And Meng Yao, Meng Yao, is about to answer him, and like Nia Ming Joy's like, "Don't fucking lie to me, <laughs> don't lie to me, boy." And Meng Yao just like kneels on the ground, and NMJ 
puts his sword back. He says, I'm not going to do anything. I just, he, once again, he just, he's like, I, I want what's best for you. I want you to, I want you to be a good boy. He says, I want you to go back to Longling Jean and I want you to receive your punishment for the shit that you did. I want you to let them deal with you. Yep. And he's like, but I can't give up. I'm already like at the top of the ladder. Like I've climbed so far. And that's it. That's his character. <sighs> yep. And Major says like, well, to get here, you did it wrong. You did. You took you a fucked, fucked up. up path. Yeah. Uh, and and Munyel's like, like, you're literally sending me into my death here. You know that, right? And Major's like, listen, if you're not lying to me, and if everything you're saying to me is true, then that's not going to happen. So go. Reflect and turn over a new leaf. Yep. And that's that's what he wants this entire time. Like, no matter how many times he says, I'm going to fucking kill him. It's it's. I it's because never, he's frustrated yeah. that Jiggy refuses to try and improve himself. Yeah, like I can, I never. Any time that I've read uh, that I've read this, I never read his threats as like real. Mm. <laughs> it's more like he says, like I'm gonna fucking kill him. I'm gonna break his legs. I'm gonna fucking kill him. But it's like with the same you know tone as like, oh my god, I'm so mad. Ooh. <laughs> Don't Ooh, start with me, yow yow. Don't start with me, yow yow. We've been watching a little, a lot of Little James. <laughs> Please look up Little James Tucker. He's the best child on the internet. Little James Tucker is a precious. Well, he's not precious, but he's, he is. He's precious. He, you know what? He is precious. He's he's a national he's a treasure. Gift. Yeah, he's an absolute gift. He's he's a poet laureate. One of the yeah, one of the one of the smartest <laughs> four year olds I've ever seen in my life. It's like scary impressive. <laughs> he's so good. But yeah, he says, don't start with me, Yao Yao. And Yao don't Yao start says, with me, not today. Well, it's time to start with you. Um, so he he starts to get up, um, but he's kind of stumbly. He's he's not looking too great, and he almost falls. And uh, Mingjoy, like, reaches over and, like, tries to, to help him. Yeah, fucking... Just and I'm Jiggy, crying. Jiggy just, like, Jiggy really milking this, just the oh, drama yeah. of it all. Mm-hmm. And Meng Yao's like, thank you. Thank you, sick leader. Yeah. Thank you so much. And you know, Mingjoy's like, okay... And uh, Meng Yao, he, he, once he's, once he's up, Nia Ming Jui kind of turns around and starts to go on his own way. And Meng Yao's still like, I, I can't do it. <laughs> Nia Ming Jui's like, what? Hmm? And suddenly Meng Yao has a sword in his hand. And he's like, second leader, Nia, I don't deserve you. I'm so sorry. I'm unworthy and of your kindness. He harakiris himself. This is like yeah. high intermediate in the sector of dramatic ways to exit a conversation. High intermediate. <laughs> yeah. It's it's up there. It's up there with like <laughs> the very specific one where you're like in a plane with someone and you have to parachute out to end the conversation. It's like a four on a five point scale. Yeah, I would say I would say it's it's intermediate to advanced. <laughs> It's moderate to severe. Moderate to severe. <laughs> so he does that. He stands and himself. And Joy like immediately, immediately goes down to him and tries to. He's like, "What the fuck?" He goes uh, and yeah, he starts giving him magic CPR. He starts giving him magic CPR, but the problem is, it was a trap. The Harakiri ruse was a distraction. The Harakiri ruse was a distraction, and Wei Wushan had known that there'd be a bluff, so he wasn't too surprised. I'm like, yes, Wei Wushan, we know you know Jiggy is guilty of everything simultaneously. <laughs> like, we know, and you're he, right, but come on. He does have the benefit of being, uh, like, oh, hindsight? 17 years in the future, yeah. Uh, but the, the sentence that made me 
become very fucking normal uh, is Nyamengjoy, however, likely never expected Mengyo to really harm him. No, not at all. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what Jiggy does is he, uh, like, paralyzes him, basically? Yeah, magical par- paralysis. Yeah, he, he magically stuns him, and then he gets up, pulls the sword out, squeezes it a little bit, and fucks off. Or, or he bows, and then he runs. Yeah. He's like, bite. <laughs> yeah, he gets the fuck out of there. Yeah. And he just- Oh my god. It's unfucking believable And uh, Mingjoy's like, he's just sitting there on the ground, and he's like, the fuck was that? It's like, it's even says, you know, still more shocked than angered. Which is saying something. Yeah. <laughs> especially considering Mingjoy is always angered. Yeah. When uh, he... And he's just like, what the fuck? And like, the so... The fuck just happened? So once Lan Chen comes back, he's like, oh my god, Mingjoy shock, like... You, well, hold on. Before we get to that, before we, before we get to that, um, uh, he like it says that he was. This was probably his first time seeing such a shameless person. Oh yeah, and it made him so mad that he went into a rage for fucking weeks. Yeah, he's so goddamn mad. He logs in and he does not stop posting for like five weeks. He posts for thirty six hours straight. He logs into his damn account, and Shichen comes over and says, "Explain to me this fucking line, Ray." Explain to me how anybody can say these words and expect it to have anything heterosexual having to do with it. Where is Meng Yao? Why does he not come and douse your flames? Excuse me? Like, first of all, that's too soon, Shichen. They just broke up. (laughs) Second of all, that's the least heterosexual thing I think I've seen anyone in this novel say so far. That is the fucking wording, my dude. He's gonna come. What? Where's your Where's your little massage boy? God, where's your boy? <clears throat> where's your official boy? And he says, "This is where he says, literally, never say to me the words Meng Yao." Um, he literally says it. He's like, "Don't mention such a person. Don't say it." And then she, he says, "Don't." <laughs> and Shu Chen immediately, immediately gives Meng Yao the bit of an doubt. Yep. Immediately. So it's so like, no, 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 so. No, you were probably understanding yeah immediately he tells he tells shi chen about everything that went down with meng yao and the first thing shi chen says how could this be maybe there was a misunderstanding oh man and reading looking looking at a butterfly is this a planned murder like reading this makes his present day reactions to the accusations even worse to me bro like he's been backing this little hamster demon man up from the get-go yeah from the fucking first second that minjoy says i saw it with my own two eyes dude we've known each other forever why would i lie to you about this what would i have to gain i loved him he was so good lunchichan's like I don't know, it's just hard to see who is really at fault. This centrist bullshit. He's doing such centrist bullshit. He's like, yes, well, I mean, I'm sure there were faults on both sides. Bitch. And, yeah, he, so he just, he's like, well, I mean, the, I, look, it sounds like, yeah, the guy was an asshole, but, like, yeah, he shouldn't have killed him, but also, like, it's impossible to say whether it was bad or not. <sighs> and, uh... Minjoy's like, I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna do it. If I see him again, I'm a, I'm about to do it. I better not catch him on the streets because it's on site. It's on site. <laughs> it's on site. Fucking site. It's on fucking site. Um, and so you know, I mean, 
luckily he doesn't have to worry about that because Meng Yao just drops off the map. Yep, he is gone. For three years. Yep, all his accounts are ghosted. He extra hates him now. Yeah, he double spicy big hates him. Three years has given him ample time to to amp up that Hayden game. And this is also where we get the paragraph that killed me in cold blood (laughs) and murders me every time I fucking think about it. (laughs) Yu <laughs> Mingjue was never close to people. He rarely opened up to anyone. Though he finally <laughs> managed to to obtain a competent, trustworthy subordinate whose character and capabilities he approved of, he found that the subordinate's true colors were nothing like what he had thought they were. It was only natural that his reaction was so extreme. I'm fucking crying. He doesn't- well, like it really is understandable though. And yeah. I, I, honestly, Yu Mingjue should not blame himself because Jiggy is yeah. just that good of an actor. Yeah. He's he, just that good of an actor. He fooled the man himself. He had a friend for the first time in his life. <laughs> he made a friend and he was so happy about it. He made a friend that wasn't Lan Chen. Or his little baby brother. <laughs> he made a friend and he was so happy about it. And then this happened and I'm fucking crying. I'm crying, dude, because, like, I relate to this so hard. I have yeah. such a hard time making friends, and I've had this happen to me, and it fucking sucks. Yeah, it's fucking awful. Do you see why I stand and can a little bit? So We stand and can a little bit. <laughs> so Weibushan is, like, he's hashtag thonking about it, and then he gets a migraine. Um, and then he realizes that the scene has cut, um... And he's he's in the uh, spooky palace, and he's covered in blood. Yeah, he's and he he feels like he got run over by a truck because he kind of did. Because he kind of did. <laughs> um, and Weibushan is like, how could how could this be? Um, which there, there's a line that says, "What sort of situation was this?" Which for whatever reason I just read and I got this new anime plot. What happens next? Voice, <laughs> <laughs> and um. So, uh, he, like, you know, he's, he's observing, he's hashtag, uh, hashtag observing, and there's a lot of when men's around. And they're all kneeling and kowtowing, so you know you can only be in that special boy's house. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a big old throne, there's somebody sitting in it, somebody walks into the big old room, wearing some wen robes, goes up and talks to the, the throne man, um, and this fella... Comes right up to uh, Mingjue and says, What's up, Papa? Get a load of my new sugar daddy. Uh! <laughs> and it's Meng Yao. Back it's at Meng it again. Yao. It's Meng Yao. Jiggy strutting and like he's about to own the place. Yep. And it, yeah, he just turns up to, he just turns to new Mingjue and he's like, Hey, baby. So weird seeing you here. How are you doing? Oh, my God. Let's get punch. Yeah, and MJ not really having a stellar day here. But yeah, it's Meng Yao. And yeah. that's the end of the chapter, y'all. That's the end of the chapter. Um, And next time, it's going to be chapter 49. It's going to be Guile Part 4. Guile. Guile. And uh, do you want to do some Google Translate Essence Collection? Let's do some Google Translate Essence Collection. We love it. So... At, at long last, it's Nia Yao time. <laughs> Thank God. As is only, as is only uh, fitting for this chapter. Oh, yeah. So I've got two big boys and then one just tiny little chaser. A worm. Of a, of, a, of a one. So this first one is from Chinese. Um, it's canon verse. Uh, the context here is that, like, NMJ is being 
less angry than usual, and Jiggy is, like, suspicious about it. <laughs> Jin Guangyao returned to Jin Lintai, took off his hat and took off his coat, and looked at the books piled up on the table. His eyes flickered, and he felt an uncomfortable feeling. If you don't want to go to the second brother, let's talk to the second brother about the big brother. It is always easy to be physically and mentally happy around the second brother. <laughs> Jin Guangyao screamed at the eyebrows. <laughs> I do that in the mirror sometimes too when they're not when they're not really behaving. He's got to look good. He's looking in the mirror and he's trying to remind himself that their sister's not twins. <laughs> exactly. So he's He's basically doing what they did in this chapter. Yeah. Where he's like, maybe I'll just go and shit talk with Lan Chi Chen first and figure out what we're going to say to NMJ. And maybe it'll be better that way. Yeah. So I understand. I understand <laughs> I got, this moment. And he's got to look good. So. He's got to look good. So he screams at those eyebrows a little bit until they <laughs> agree with him. Um, that's good. So this next one is also from Chinese. <clears throat> this one's actually from a fic that we got uh, an entry from like a million episodes ago. I don't remember which whatever but it's it's genfic about just the, the the two of the boys i love that yeah at this time of the night he will come to his own account sometimes whispering a few words about his own views on the war situation this desolate camp together with the whole world there will be some popular popularity and sound he often doesn't talk Meng Yao has some no-no his voice is so small until he encourages a speak good continue to continue to light his eyes and continue with confidence. Say continue one more time. <laughs> Say it one more time. I fucking dare you. Find another word, Google. <laughs> well, it did find a new word, and that word is no-no. No-no. <laughs> it's one word, and it's capitalized. Now, what is what is the essence of no-no? <laughs> Meng Yao has some no-no. His voice is so small. It's when he's being, it's when he's being bad. It's when it's you're when he's nervous. Being a, it's when he's being a bad boy and he knows it. It's when you're a nervous, bad little boy. Yeah, it's when you know you've been caught and you're, you're being, you're being naughty. Being oh, naughty little, na little naughty little boy. Oh God, I hate that. <laughs> I'm a naughty oh, little boy. Little naughty little boy. I'm a naughty little hamster. I'm so bad. <laughs> His voice is so small. It's so small, right? It's so small. <laughs> he has some no-no. He has a little bit. He has some no-no, and we, like we've already established, he has a snack machine. He does. He's got it all, dude. What more can you ask for? <laughs> Get you a man who can have both. God. <laughs> um, so this last one, this one's just a just a little bit of a shot. Okay. Uh, just a chaser. Uh, it's really old, so I don't even remember really what language it's from. I think it's from Russian. Uh, but I... Do know that this is about NMJ. Very so just, good. Just a little. <laughs> he snorted and turned handsomely. <laughs> I turning love doing handsomely, shit handsomely. It's, that, it's like any shoujo anime. Any man in a shoujo anime. <laughs> turning handsomely. With like the sparkles and yeah. like the slow-mo hair whipping. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe some flowers blooming. Maybe, maybe just, you know, one or two. Um, so that's that. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's do some questions. Let's do some questions. If you have questions, you can send them to cloudrecessespod.tumblr.com slash ask, or via Twitter at cloudrecesspod. Just one recess. Just one. 
You don't need more than that. Just one. And, uh, no, we have two of them. I was going to say we only have one question there, but we don't. Oops. We have two questions? Two questions on the winter. All right. So, friend of the pod, LVA, at a reviewer, asks, of the Cloud Recesses gang, what kind of book would they put on their coffee table so people will think they're reading that book? And what kind of books are they actually reading? (laughs) For Weiwei Sean, it's very simple. He puts the really nasty, gross, like BDSM rope work books out on the table. And then the books that he actually reads are like the intellectual big brain shit that he doesn't want anybody to know he actually reads. Does he have, he has that. I think he also has like some. Like everybody poops. Yeah. (laughs) That's the big brain shit. No, he like literally (laughs) reads like. Those stupid spy novels. Oh my god! Are like 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 classics. Does he read? See, I I thought you were going in a different direction. I thought you were going to say, yeah, he's got the he's got the sexy times hardcore book out on the coffee table to uh, funny joke make people uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what he's actually reading is like Garfield omnibus. Oh my god! <laughs> no, yeah, Gar- Garfield, Calvin and Hobbes. He's making his way through the American newspaper strip. <laughs> comics uh, no i love that absolutely why? um lon wangji like it's probably pretty lon straightforward. The opposite. he's got the intelligent big brain shit out on the coffee table and he's the one reading the bdsm oh god of course <laughs> um jong chung has he has out something, on the, something out on the coffee table he has like the art of war like my old manager had um, God, to make himself, would, so, yeah, something that would make him look like really big brain and yeah, like brain in control badass. of his own life. Oh yeah, but in in reality, he's reading like okay, Garfield I could, omnibus. <laughs> Everybody I reading mean. Garfield <laughs> omnibus. I was gonna say, and it pains me to say this, but I'm gonna have to, and I don't want you to react until I've said, until I've punctuated this sentence. Okay. Jiangsheng has. At least one pickup artist book. <gasps> Semicolon. I don't know if he bought it himself or if it was a gift oh. or a joke gift or something. And I don't know if he's actually in depth read it, but he definitely owns one. Period. <laughs> <laughs> don't mean, tell the, me he doesn't. The worst part is you're probably right. I fucking hate it. It brings me no joy to report. (laughs) (laughs) This man? This man? He's read a pickup artist novel book. A pickup artist novel, Jesus. He's he's read How to Meet Women. It's just out there. He he thinks that negging is good, probably. Oh, God. Thankfully, he's gay. (laughs) So he never has the courage to actually try it. He doesn't... He has it because he doesn't know that he's gay yet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Jesus. Um, idiot piece of shit. God. Um, Hwaisan just leaves whatever out on the coffee table. There's no reason to It's like some shitty that. gossip magazine. God, it's like, it's it's anything you can think of. Anything. Whatever works. Because whatever there's, works. No, yep. there's no interior decoration. <laughs> just like with us, there's no interior decoration. This is just a place yeah. that we sleep. Any surface is a table. Any surface is a table, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, Jin Sichuan, um, since he's, I think, you know, I can, I'd count him as part of the cloud <laughs> Um He's 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 got like self help books, 
like respectable God. self-help books out on the thing that try to make him look like like he's trying to achieve enlightenment. Um ah! when in reality he's he's reading like he's reading like really embarrassing romance novels. God. <laughs> he's reading a comic book. <laughs> a comic book? He's reading shoujo manga. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Conley got him hooked on him. You oh know? yeah. Oh yeah. Um, He's got to be up to date. <laughs> um, next is from friend of the show, Jove, at Ask Jovery, who asks, if the characters in MDZS were parties to divorce proceedings, <laughs> what kind of incidents slash reasons slash mitigating factors would they put in their court documents? Who are they divorcing? Who is fighting for custody of the dog? God. Um, Niaming Joy and Jean Guangyao are divorcing. Let's just focus on Niaming Joy yeah. and Jean Guangyao divorcing for this question because I think it's the most relevant. Relevant. Yeah. They're both fighting for custody of the dog. Um They're both fighting for custody of the dog. Um Jiggy is trying to get NMJ to pay off <laughs> his car that he got in NMJ's name. Yeah. Uh Incidents are Crimes that Jiggy has committed. Incidents or crimes that Jiggy has committed. The problem uh, and the petty problem- petty shit around the house where like, <laughs> um, like Jiggy will destroy some of NMJ's property so he doesn't get to claim it, but like in a way that makes it so he's not actually culpable for it. Yeah, every 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 incident that NMJ tries to report is like all he has is like kind of questionable circumstantial evidence but like it's true it actually it like legitimately did absolutely happen he just has like no tangible proof for it yes exactly (laughs) it fucking sucks nothing can be actually proved or upheld in court no it sucks oh mitigating factors mitigating factors they would definitely be divorcing for quote irreconcilable differences oh yeah oh yeah Lan Shi Chen is a mitigating factor. Lan Shi Chen They're is fighting a for custody factor. of him. Oh my god. <laughs> That's true. For do friend you, custody. Do you ever fucking think about how Lan Shi Chen witnessed the entire downfall of their relationship over the course of several years and said, you know what I think will fix this? If all three of us got married. Yeah. Let's all get married. It'll fit. Was his See, next step? Was his next step? Let's have a baby. Yes, he was probably one <laughs> of three men and a baby ass. I'd like to see it. It would be good. I would like to see it. I'm going to tell you that right now. It'd be funny and good. I'd like it. Um, I think personally <laughs> that I would love to see this fic or just this. <laughs> I don't know. I want to see. I want to see them just being so petty and horrible to each other in these divorce proceedings. They're like that one movie where they literally split the apartment in half with duct God. tape. They're, yeah, the funny joke of sitcoms where they literally split it in half. Yes, God. the funny joke of sitcoms where married couples hate each other. God. Wow. Uh, they, so that's that's great to me. They definitely keep fucking throughout the entire- Of course they proceedings. do! Yeah. <laughs> of course they do! It was never a problem of them being sexually incompatible. They're just romantically incompatible. That's all that is. It's them tempers. Uh, let's go over to Tumblr. Tumblr. That's not what I wanted. I want this. I want to go to the inbox. All right. First question is from Anonymous. Uh, Anonymous said, what do you think of Xiao? Uh, we do not. We do not. And we're moving on. Uh, 
Next question is from another anonymous friend uh, who is heir to Athens, but they were having some some account problems. Uh, they say, hi, I am a big believer in retail therapy because sometimes people, me, buy things to cope. What are some of the characters' impulse purchases that help them stave off the existential dread? Wewushan buys alcohol. Yay. Uh, alcohol and little uh, succulent plants that he promises he's going <laughs> to take care of and then forgets about. Oh, he he doesn't make impulse purchases. Lan Wangji makes impulse purchases for him. Yeah. Wow. Just like thought you'd like this. It brings yeah. him like an armful of shit. It, yeah. It's retail therapy for both of them. Yeah. He doesn't God. buy himself anything. No, that's so good. Because I was going to say, if Lan Wangji bought himself anything, it'd be like like incense sticks or like cute little tchotchkes to put around the house. <laughs> oh my god. That'd be good. Do you think, I think- I John think, Chung impulse buys impact weapons. God. Like whips and shit. I was going to say, I think, I think a thing that we can do when we get- Because we get a lot of questions about like, what would the characters X? Yeah. Um- I think a thing that we could do is, like, kind of narrow it down to whichever characters are relevant in the chapter that we, uh, read on, you know, the episode that we're Oh, reading. I like that! Yeah, you know, and then also, obviously, Winging and Lon Wong, they're the main boys. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So, I guess in that, in that way... Yeah, new, new pod recesses tradition. New pod recesses tradition. Um, Jiggy Impulse buys... Heels. Heels. Expensive shit. Name <laughs> brand shit. Oh, yeah. And then uh, returns it. The scam. <laughs> um, baby cat. You all right there? Jesus. She ran. Freaking. She's freaking. Yeah, she's being. You all right there, little weird? Okay. <sighs> um, uh, 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 Joy's impulse purchases are denim jackets. Yeah. He just, like, gets angry and finds himself. He finds himself in the, uh. <laughs> it's it's fucking metal band patches that he can add to his battle jacket. Yeah! <laughs> Belts and boots and shit. It's like, oh, I need a new pair of boots. Oh, I need a new pair of boots. Oh, wait, fuck. That's good. It's I good. like it. And uh, weapons. Ceremonial yeah. weapons. Yeah. That's an impulse buy. He goes to the sword store at the mall. Uh, we like it. <laughs> All right, so... Next question is less of a question, more of a statement. I just want to get that out there because I think it's really cute. Uh, it's from user Little Miss Wings and Things. They say, sorry if you've already done this, but picture a modern AU where everyone is in the same college and canon is actually a D&D campaign played by Wei Wushan and his dorky friends every weekend. It starts out really casual with the, just them, but they slowly absorb the rest of the campus, upping in intensity as people get way too invested. Eventually becoming such a thing that it ends up on the local news because of all the shenanigans they get up to. Either Yanli or Wi-Fi's mom is a DM. The only thing I want to add to this, I don't think it would be a D&D campaign. I think it'd be a fucking LARP. <laughs> I think God. it'd be a LARP, and I think that's how it would get onto, uh, onto the local news or whatever. Because I'll yeah. tell you, a D&D campaign with an entire campus playing, think of the DM. Just think, think, of, yeah. just think of that poor DM, y'all. Speaking, Speaking as a DM, DM, I've managed, I've, the most people I've had at a table at once was 11 or 12 people. I almost died. You could never get any fucking thing done. You could no. never get anything done. So John I think Yonley could never get anything no, done. No, no. Think of the Yonley. Think of the poor Yonley. So, in that sense, I think it should be a LARP. 
Mm-hmm. But I love I love that concept. I really like that. All right. It's good. Um, our last question comes from front of the show, the trashiest of cans. They say on a scale of what is a mac and cheese to <laughs> yes, I'm making four boxes of mac and cheese in one pot, and no, I won't share. How many? How much mac and cheese do the uh, Jesus Christ? How much mac and cheese do the Modal characters consume? What are their favorite brands? Who loves Velveeta's weirdly thick cheese sauce? And who only eats the Annie's organic shells and cheese? Who first discovers <coughs> the delicious secret of adding oyster crackers to microwave mac and cheese for a little crunch? Thank you for your time on this self-indulgent mac and cheese fueled ass. <laughs> um, when they originally sent this question, I thought it, that it was going to be about drugs because they said they were like, I just sent a question. I was under the influence of a lot of this when I sent it. I just want to know. I was like, all right. This is, this is gonna wholesome. This is going to be great. But this is so much more wholesome than I was expecting. <laughs> Oh God! We I think that weighing as a previous street child is not picky at all. In the mac and cheese, whatever is put in front of him, he will eat. Oh yeah, he he's he's a, he's an easy mac boy. But I will say, no matter what mac and cheese, he puts at least half a jar of chili oil into it. Yeah, no matter what, his favorite is whatever homemade mac and cheese Yanli used to make. Yeah, his new favorite is the homemade. Mac and cheese vegan <laughs> that La Wangi makes. What's that? What's that brand that you like? The good one. Biolife. Is that it? With the, in the black package. In the black package. Yeah, Biolife. Biolife. That shit's good. Biolife. It just tastes like cheese, bro. It does. It's, it's good. crazy. Um, it melts great too. Being yeah. vegan is easier than ever. <laughs> um. Uh, this episode brought to you by BioLife non-dairy cheese. Yeah, by BioLife. Thank you. BioLife. Um, I think that if the lawns were to eat anything, they were probably raised on Annie's organic shells of cheese. Yeah. Just because the lawns are the way that they are. <laughs> so they would probably eat that. Um, Jong Chung probably, Jong Chung and Wei Wushan probably buy 10 packs of the Easy Mac at the store and go through it in like two days. Like, as a as a as a unit, Chang Chung is the fucking craft dinner ass depression meal having ass bastard. He makes three of them at a time for himself, and he considers it a balanced meal. Yeah, and it's like one of the only things he knows how to make. Yeah, he (laughs) he's a fucking disaster, (laughs) living by himself, twenty eight years old. Having a bad time. I know we said we were going to restrict this to the characters in whatever chapter we read, but we got to talk about him and mac and cheese because we talk about him and mac and cheese in real life. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) He is. He's the fucking... We talk about the scenario where he's he's taking care of little, like, three-year-old Jin Leong, who who is just baby Muriel about mac and cheese. And he's just, John Chen is just trying his best. He's making it out of the box. He doesn't understand how he could have possibly fucked it up, but apparently it's wrong. <laughs> Enough following the directions! <laughs> um, the directions are wrong! Uh, Mang Joy probably has never touched box mac and cheese in his life. He probably eats strictly um, boneless, skinless chicken breasts <laughs> and brown rice and God. kale. Jesus. And that's all he eats because he eats to live, not live to eat. Thank you. Um, and Jiggy. <laughs> Mr. Organic Vegan. Oh my god. Um, Ow! 
Fuck. You all right? I hit my ankle. Oh. <laughs> okay, it hurts less now. <laughs> Whining and it feels better. Oh. <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. Whatever. I'm, I'm just, fine. Whatever. I'll never walk again, but it's fine. <laughs> um, Jiggy, I think, is one of those people who, if he makes the fancy mac and cheese, he probably he was so poor at one point that he had to have it so consistently that he's just tired of the flavor now. Yeah. But sometimes he really wants it, so he'll like. Do what I do with it, where he like puts a bunch of unnecessary shit in it, <laughs> churches it up, churches it up with some Parmesan cheese and <laughs> some spices. Yep, just so it's a little more bougie, he so feels- he feels less like he's eating Easy Mac. Yeah, he feels like a gourmand. That's it. He's like, I'm doing Gordon Ramsay shit. What? I'm 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 inventing. I'm putting um, my own spin It's on called it. a hack. It's called a hack. I'm teaching you my mac and cheese hacks. God. <laughs> Five easy mac and cheese hacks to ruin your kitchen. God. God. But uh, that was that was all of the questions that we questions. had this time around, y'all. Y'all. And now it's time to keep some hoose. We're going to keep that house. Y'all, did you hoose. know? Did you know that we have a Patreon? <laughs> we have a Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash pod recesses. And if you throw us a dollar of treats... Which can be easy, Mac. Into our mouths. Kind of doing a Chef John inflection there. If you throw a dollar of treats, (laughs) which can be easy, Mac, into our mouths, (laughs) then you will get some special content. (laughs) Thanks at Chef John Food Wishes (laughs) for brightening my days. One dollar a month, you can be a disciple of the show and get access to all of our Patreon-exclusive bonus content, plus a special role in our Discord. $5 $5 a month will get you uh, the title of sec leader of the show uh, and all of the stuff above and uh, a more special role in our Discord channel and a little thank you shout out on the show and you can get a, a little doodle from one of us. A little doodle. A widow doodle. Uh, a widow doodle. A widow doodle. <laughs> no little doodles from us, thankfully. Uh, In the time of COVID, I feel like that would be a bad idea, but you uh, yeah. will get a little doodle. Yeah. Uh, and for 10 entire dollars... A month, you can be a chief cultivator of the whole assed pod recesses world and get all of that and an even more special role in our Discord. And you can listen in when we record our episodes, which includes She's a Good iPad, which we just put an episode out last we week. We did. We released episode five of She's a Good iPad on our Patreon account. Fuck yes. Uh, and all of our donors get to vote every month on which charity will donate uh, some of our Patreon Momi too. So... Shout out to $5 sec leaders Lenny W, Carrie, Lena, Rachel W, Audrey F, Corin, Name Redacted, and 420 sec leader Sarah. Thank you so much for supporting us. And thank you to $10 chief cultivators of the show, Scout, Colin, Stephaniku, and Air to Athens. Thank you so thank much. Thank you guys. Day ones, true riders. We true appreciate y'all. Ride or die. Thank you also. To Noisepace.xyz for being our podcast network. Thank you, Sec Leader Matt. Check out some podcasts that I haven't really mentioned yet. Check out Kid Nation Nation. They just finished up and had an interview with one of the uh, participants on Kid Nation, of which they are a nation. Wow! Yeah. Uh, check out Zero to Zero. They talk about who wants to be a superhero, a bad show. <laughs> <laughs> check out LMNOP if you want to hear uh, a couple-time guest of the show, Val, 
talk about elementary. That rules. Uh, check out Wow Cool Robot if you want to hear a uh, one-time guest of the show, Maxi Bajillion, and uh, 420sec leader Sarah, and chief cultivator uh, Colin talk about Gundam. It's a cool robot, and it means nothing else, literally. <laughs> There's no other point to that show other than cool robot. It's cool robots to me. And a uh, uh, somewhat recent addition to the Noise Space family, check out Pot of Greed! It didn't used to be a Noise Space uh, show, but it is, sure fucking is now. It's a Noise Space joint now, baby! Welcome! Woo! Pot of, gra- pot of grass? Pot of bread. Pot, pot of bread. <laughs> pot, of, pot of bread, your only <laughs> gluten-themed Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. <laughs> you know. Uh, once again, I'm Roy. I'm on Twitter at SemperFunny. I'm also sort of at Yeeling Hypebeast, which is my Moto side blog, but I'm kind of taking a break from it. For personal reasons. You know it'd be like that. Yep. And I'm Fallon. I am on Twitter at, uh, I almost said Semper Funny. I am on Twitter at America's Burden. I am locked right now, but follow requests are perfectly okay. Hell yeah. Uh, you can find the us of the pod recesses at cloudrecessespod.tumblr.com and on twitter.com slash cloudrecess. Just one. Just one just pod. Just one pod. We're on all the podcast apps. We're on the podcast websites. Do us... A cool one. Be a day one. Like, rate, comment, subscribe. Hit that notification bell, YouTube. That's what you do. Call to action, baby. <laughs> uh, and you can join our Discord. The link is, as always, in the description. And hey, do you know what we say at the end of every episode? Mmm, Semper Bunny. Benui? Benui? <laughs> you? Are all my nephews now. You are all my Benui now. You are all my Benui now. <laughs> Banui has been solved. Banui has been solved. <laughs> Bye, y'all. I don't understand. You just need to see things from my side. <laughs> you don't understand. You 